0: Well, I'm just saying that you would never think, who would think that Victor Hugo Les Miserables would make a musical? It's just a very unusual subject, but it's for the very essence of what uh, Hugo put together and the storyline and uh the chase with Javert and Valjean and Marius and Cosette, the love story and all that different elements that he put together but he was a very socialistic minded guy as well
1: And, keep the chill. and the hurry past. They do the And the winter is coming fast, ready
2: to kill They're calling it the hottest ticket on Broadway, the show you just can't get into. Les Miserables is the biggest and unlikeliest hit musical ever on Broadway. Based on Victor Hugo's epic novel of the French Revolution, it was adapted by Alain Boublil and Claude-Michel Schoenberg with English lyric... Herbert Fretzmer. The director is Trevor Nunn and the producer Cameron McIntosh. It opened in London in September 1985 and earlier this year transferred to the Broadway Theatre New York to immense critical and popular acclaim. The only actor to transfer to New York from the London production was Dublin's own Colin Wilkinson who plays the central character Jean Valjean.
3: He thinks that man is me He knew him at a glance That stranger he has found This man could be my chance Why should I save his hide? Why should I write this wrong? When I have come so far And struggled for so long If I speak I am condemned If I stay silent I am damned I am the master of hundreds of workers They all look to me Can I abandon them? How would they live If I am not free? If I speak I am condemned If I stay silent I am dead Who am I? Can I condemn this man to slavery? Pretend I do not see his agony The innocent who bears my face Who goes to judgment in my place Who am I? Can I conceal myself forevermore? Pretend I'm not the man I was before And bust my name until I die Be no more than an alibi, must I lie How can I ever face my fellow men? How can I ever face myself again? My soul belongs to God, I know I made that bargain long ago He gave me hope when hope was gone He gave me strength to journey on
1: So, yeah.
2: Come the uh, the dressing room of the Broadway Theatre, I just mentioned. <laughs> A far cry from the Five Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Ryan, yeah. And Michael Murphy. Oh, yeah, but they were the...
0: What would you say? The stomping grounds, the learning grounds, weren't they? It's really mm. all... All of that stuff stands to you. It's all flying time, you know?
2: Yeah. How long has how long it now since the Five Keys? Oh, God.
0: You'd remember <laughs> that better than I would. I just... It. I, um... I have a funny sort of mind like that uh, I know I was a part of that band but don't ask me dates I mean I have on many occasions made my children bastards by calling saying they were seven <laughs> years of age when they were really four or five years I and mean, we weren't married then you know what I mean I just have no idea of
2: that kind of thing at all I have no filing system in the, the brain at all and I can hear a lot of people saying oh yeah we know we know yeah. Yeah. well was this ever at the back of your head was this in your, in your wildest imaginations that it would go for a theatrical side of the business no I just used to I used to like the singing and I like the music
0: uh, I like uh, that kind of thing I suppose we're all performers I think basically singers are performers as well but I suppose it was with the advent of uh, Superstar that I, I felt I was quite good at doing that, the acting thing as well. I mean, I like to act characters. Um, you see, I remember too, probably the, 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 before the Keys, when I used to work in the tennis club and work, I mean, I used to get up and play Interval to Vic Mello's. Do you remember yeah, Vic I Mello's band? I do. Yeah. I do. And uh, Rocco used to give me a loan of the guitar at the odd time, or he used to give this other guy, he used to play. I never played a guitar at that time. And uh, I still don't. But uh, <laughs> he used to, he uh, used to. We used to do the Eddie Cochran stuff. Come on, everybody now. And, and I used to actually stand with my back to the audience because I was very, very sure. I wouldn't look at the punters because I'd freak. And um, so I suppose playing a character, doing something, that gave me the opportunity of getting out of the show and so playing it. Well, it was the character that was doing it, not me, and, yeah. and sort of inhabiting somebody else's. Psyche or body, you know, maybe that's it. I don't really know, but I know I liked it and I like what I did and I like the opportunity to do it. Oh, Danny, Boy, the pipes,
1: the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen. Summer's gone, And all the roses fall It's
3: you, it's you Must go
2: I remember you doing uh, Danny Boy and um, oh, yeah. Taste of Funny was a biggie wasn't it yeah that's right Danny Boy but then you see there was also the uh, Gin House
0: Blues and all the uh, the James Brown stuff as well and a lot of the sort of jazz music. that was with the action
3: we're
2: Superstar got into the theater land. Here, right. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. Um, then came I know I'm j- jumping ahead. Yeah. Evita. The, the 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 soundtrack of that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, th- I did a superstar year. in London.
0: Then I did. I came home from there. I was just got a bit. I suppose was raising a young family in London. And uh, I came home because I was starting to write songs and do things. Like and the Eurovision thing came up. Then the song first song contest. I was also hopping back to London to do this Fire Angel thing that oh. I did a. Fire engine, as we call it, and that uh, lasted about two weeks. <laughs> we, uh, uh, I came home then, and I started to work. Uh, I started to work in Ireland, basically, basically going around doing the, uh, the solo spots things, because of uh, of. And funny enough, it was, uh, I think, it was better before the Eurovision than after, because in Ireland, once you do the Eurovision, it sort of peaked. You know, you sort of peak, yeah. or it th- you can go no further. That kind of thing. And did you feel that you reached a sort of
2: a, a, plateau a plateau in Ireland? yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. I mean, there was there was always sort of. Uh, I mean, I was always sort of very theatrical on stage. Anyway, I think it was too big for a lot of these cabaret places and uh, small things because I always acted out the songs anyway. And uh, I think that's this is. I like to act and I like to sing, and the old musical again is is the thing that gives you an opportunity to do both. Um... So, but I did the, the rounds in Ireland. I mean, I wanted to stay in Ireland, and I still do. But I can't find work there. That's my problem, my big problem. I just can't find comparable work. And when an opportunity like this comes along, you just take it, even though uh, you'd probably prefer to be in Ireland. I
1: said
3: it would never work. You said let us try I said I'm a traveling man And I'll only make you cry When the feeling hit me And I had to move along You said you were right I guess you might sing a song shadows, moving on the wall, and the loneliness is killing me, so I turn the radio on, and I need you now, and I want you in the slow morning light, and the music makes it easier, but it doesn't make it right, and
1: a man is born to do one thing.
3: I hope you understand Why I live this way Songs keep moving in my head There's music I must play So I pack my bags And once again I get out on the road Another day, maybe tonight
1: I might catch my soul And a man is born to do one thing
0: Basically, uh, Tim Rice, who's, it's a story I've told a few times. He was having lunch with Trevor Nunn, and uh, he was talking about him doing um, chess. And Trevor was too busy to do chess at the time. And um, they were basically talking How could he do it? And then he, uh, Tim said, well, what are you doing right now? And he said, a Arab." and he said, how's it going? He said, it's fine, We've, we're getting it together, the cast near to get except you can't find anybody suitable. They tried a lot of different people and a lot of big names to do this Valjean role. And he says, well, why? And he said, he explained, he said he needed somebody very strong. Um, they needed somebody who could carry a guy, but they needed somebody who could really sing this part, very strong, an emotional part. I think the part, actually, when I heard it was built for a baritone, it was written for a baritone, but uh, when I went to do the audition, I started jumping octaves and things like that, and I think that really stuck them to the wall, because they would range below as well as on top, and that sort of uh, really... Um, cemented it for me as regards getting it Uh, I think also they liked the way I could act it Trevor when I met him first said I know he said they know we know you can sing it because he had the Evita album and he said we know you can sing it but we said we just want to see it was an acting audition really and so he explained what he wanted me to do and the emotions that he wanted me to uh, portray in the piece that I was doing and uh, sort of, it was the, the soliloquy part where the, the guy makes the decision whether he's going to go one way or the other. He's just, after the, the bishop has given him all the silver and said, oh, "I take your soul for God." And uh, you have to sort of uh, portray that uncertainty of which way he's going to go, and then he finally makes up his mind. And um, he just said, "Do it." And uh, he liked what I did, so that was it. It was all over. I just uh, they started. Talking to me about doing it then.
2: Oh, was that particular interpretation almost instinctive in your part
0: oh yeah, I mean I didn't know what they were going to do at the audition, and I didn't know what the way they were going to uh, what they were going to ask me to do. I mean I did chess, I did a, a thing from chess called anthem and I did uh, heaven on their Minds from Jesus Christ Superstar, and chess was the sort of ballady thing I was going to do in between and then I did the section that they sent me to learn uh, and I always, always remember he uh, when I, after I finished uh, singing anthem the thing from chess he said. Because I think at that time he may have thought he was going to direct it, which he eventually did. But Michael Bennett started it, and then had to leave because he got ill. He said that what a an and what an end to Act One of Chess. And when I went to see Chess, this is before it even started. There it was, the song anthem ending Act One, and the idea seemed. Because I always remember him saying that the idea seemingly came at that particular time to that he would end Act One with anthem after hearing me sing it.
3: Can and despair She is the constant
2: Anthem from Tim Rice's Chess, Colm's audition piece for Les Miserables. Well, he got the part of Jean Valjean, and the show opened in London in September 1985. And earlier this year, Colm was the only London cast member to transfer to the New York production. I, when I heard the music
0: first, thought myself as very bland, and it didn't paint any pictures for me, because I was used to things like Evita and Chess, very hard-hitting music. This is very lyrical stuff. But then uh, when I saw what Trevor Nunn was doing with it and what he was putting together with the music and it all started to evoke the, and I realised this music was just so evocative at that period and that it would just gel. There's never any time in this the musical for me that I feel that music is wrong for that particular situation. It just works because a French guy wrote it and, and it's so emotional and it's so together and it just gels with the action of the piece. and uh, But... Initially, no, I didn't. And when we started the work again, I saw what he the was building, doing, come
2: to the stage I, thought,
0: office, I remember we were rehearsing in the place in the story, I think it was, where the Lennon thing was on in London. Uh, uh, there was a thing about John Lennon and the Beatles on uh, one stage, and we re- and they had a revolve, so we could use this revolve and get an idea of what we had to do. And it just it just started to come together. And, and once they put start putting the pieces together, you started to see the shape of the thing. We realised. I mean, I said to a guy, "I don't care how commercial or uncommercial this is going to be, or how the critics like it. This is something very, very different and very special." Because Trevor Nunn directs, it's he walks the line with musicals. He tells a story. He's not. It's not like sequence. And and I'm not knocking. There are very good musicals, but they seem to deal on the surface. They talk, this thing really goes into social issues and stay makes a lot of statements about man and revolution and uh there's everything in it javert i mean victor hugo's book is an amazing book and i mean it's i think they actually capture the essence of the book in in the musical they captured the they obviously couldn't capture the whole book because that would take about another nicholas nickleby job you know Mm -hmm. but um i think they captured the essence of the of the book all right, with the direction and the music and it was very exciting when the barbican was the first night everybody stood up and we thought well that's first night but after that everybody stood up night after night after night after night and it wasn't the critics the critics were very wishy-washy about it but it was just the people the people in England made this show they were the ones who said you know we want to see this we like it word of mouth built this show not advertising or anything else and it preempted its exit from England and its advent here which was huge here because they couldn't wait to get it over here
3: throw the plain monsieur a man you'll wear a different chain before you say another word chopper before you chain me up like a slave again listen to me there is something i must do this woman Behind a suffering child There is none but me who can intercede In mercy's name Three days are all I need Then I'll return I pledge my word Then I'll return You must think me mad I've hunted you across the years A man like you can never change A man such as you for me you can what you will, There and is a duty that I'm snare to do. You know nothing, two for life. six, so all I did was
1: steal My duty is you, know you know nothing. You, know nothing. you have the world. no rights. come you with me, two for six, he declared. But not, not before like I see the
3: justice done. So nothing now. I A stronger you man by pay. far, there in is man power is in me. It. my race is not yet run. Way.
1: You I am one of Javert. Javert. I, was I, dare. Dare. I was born inside a jail. I was born to kill like you
3: like here. You, I'll do I what done must done, be done. <laughs> I swear to you tonight There is no place for you to hide Your child will live within my care Wherever you may hide away And I will raise her to the light I I swear to you. you
2: how do you account for success? Is it just t- touches
0: universal issues? I think so. I think so. And it touches, you know what I find about it, Brendan, that there's just, there, there's a void as far as I was concerned in theatre. And again, i said this before, a void in presentation of certain kind of things. And this was an area that I thought, oh God, people, they it's degradation. It's uh, not all the time. There's a nice story in it, but it's about, uh, you know, uh, beggars. It's about, barricade, it's about man's inhumanity to man and it's about a guy trying to uh, get away from his past and make a new life and new start and it's issues that a lot of people don't want to sit in the theatre and look at because right. it strikes home a lot of the time and I thought who's going to come along here, sit and watch this and think, oh listen I've come to get yeah. away from this but in actual fact they'll reach out and touch it and identify with it which was the extraordinary thing that happened that not only did they Like what they saw, but I get letters. I mean, look, yeah, and people saying, "I knew of Al Jean, or my son died from leukemia." That thing I was telling you about that book. Um, and the prayer. You didn't tell me on yeah, about that book. Yeah, I oh, got yeah, a, this, an original copy uh, of it. Yeah, somebody, some woman is sending me a hundred year old uh, uh, version of this Les Miserables. She wants me to sign it because this man, she finally tracked it down. And Patty Bedford, the actor who's here in New York, he sent me a, um, a 1920 version of the book. That was his opening eye present to me. He's a lovely guy, Patty. Mm. But. um all that kind of thing where people identify with different aspects of it. People have written to me about the weddings to to love another person is to see the face of God is one of the lines in it and people are using this at weddings now. The yeah. Vietnam uh, Prisoner War, the, the people who are missing out there, they asked me to sing at their um, convention and I couldn't do it. It was a Saturday morning of two shows and I couldn't do it but I wrote to them and said I was sorry. And they are using in the Bring Him Home lyrics as their anthem because of the guys we're still missing out there. And it's all that kind of thing that's pulling so many people into this show. I mean, from young, just crosses the borders. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing effect.
2: Like Hello Dolly, it ain't.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, Hello Dolly on its own, uh, 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 in its own way, was a huge success because it had something to say in its own way. I'm just saying that you would never think, who would think that Victor Hugo Les Miserables would make a musical? I mean, it's mm. such a a very serious yeah right it's <laughs> a very serious you know springtime for Hitler that yeah. kind of thing yeah. but it's uh, it's just a very unusual subject but it's but the very essence of what uh, Hugo put together and the storyline and uh, the, the chase with Javert and Valjean and Marius and Cosette the love story and all that different elements that he put together
2: about it. He was a very socialistic-minded guy as well. Mm. I, I gather from all the reviews that you seem to steal the show. You walk away with a particularly uh, reading one American review on Bring Him Home is the single most poignant moment of the entire evening.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. It was r- he heard me singing, Claude-Michel Schoenberg heard me singing, um, and uh, he ran home to Paris, and he came back very excited. He went home the weekend on the Monday, flew in very excited, the shovel look in his face... Uh, and he said, I got this song, I got this song for you, I, I must heal. And he started to sing, and I thought, this is very peaceful It was all in three bits, and then Herb Kretzmer came in, and they told him what it was about, and it was Valjean going to sing to this boy who he came on the barricade, Marius, to rescue. And it was about, this boy might not live through this insurrection, and that he was going to, you know, he was came here to rescue him and, and asking God to, to save him. And Herb Kretzmer wrote these lyrics, which are... Uh, some of the lyrics in it are very iffy, I think, myself. But uh, this actual lyric, but they fit the period and they fit the time. Um, but this lyric is just uh, very, very straight to the, the heart, you know. It's a marvellous, marvellous yeah. lyric. And the music, it just builds and builds and builds. It's beautiful.
3: we M-
2: What's it meant to you personally in, in your career now as the as the the lead of Les Mis? I suppose it's given me a lot of
0: confidence to do. I mean, we're just talking about today uh, about what the next move is, which is a problem in as much as that I can't do anything I want to do because there's so many people now saying, telling you what to do, and uh, like agents and stuff like that. Have you, you know? signed
2: up to agents and managers? I, and I, yeah,
0: I'm with the William Morris Agency here, um, and. Uh, they're very good. They've offices on both coasts. They've, and I have a guy in London as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- i want a six-month break that when I come out of this. And as I said, the first thing I do is the David Frost show, uh, which is a gala thing, a, a Royal Gala performance. I leave here on the 28th and I fly to London on the 29th. We do that December the 4th. And then I hope to go into RTE and do um, something for Ian McGarry. He was on the phone, the Christmas show. And then I start concerts on... February the 14th, I believe, in the Gaiety. I do a week of concerts there. And then I'm going to have, what well, I hope to have a, a good break then uh, and go away with Deirdre and uh, that for a while. And after that, I think it's back here time. I'm not too sure. But they want me to do the Phantom in London. Uh, I they wanted me to do it right away take over from Crawford when he left but I said no I didn't want to get locked into a musical again I mean people are saying you're a lunatic but mm. people don't I have a life to live this show I've given two years of my life to this show I'm not knocking that I think it's been great for me but at the other end of the stick you have to be very practical I haven't seen a lot of my kids I haven't seen a lot of either even though they're here I mean your life is geared towards this show and I want a break and I want time out and I want time to s- sit down and think about other things besides this show so I'll probably wait about six months or so doing bits and pieces, I've other things to do as well, I want to do some more writing and stuff like that mm.
2: The talk of staging uh, Les Miserables over in Dublin that, uh, could that yeah, come to anything? That
0: could, yeah, I mean Noel Pearson is talking about doing it, and, uh, if we can get a stage big enough but the set is the problem, it's a huge vast set and to get a stage to take it is the problem but I believe he's going about looking at, for I'd love to do it in Ireland do it for a Small period of time. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, it? be great! I'd love to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's character. I'd come back to. I mean, I might do it again here. It's a thing uh, that I've a love-hate relationship with it. In as much <laughs> as it's very exhausting to do. Yeah, I know you're laughing, but it <laughs> is true. Uh, and I like to. And and nobody, you feel very possessive about uh, a thing that you've created or started, and you don't like other people doing it. This is, but you do. But um, there is a time that you have to get out. I know, for instance, that Michael Crawford is coming here, but he has written into his contract, and when he finishes here, he goes straight back into the London cast again. I mean, that blows my mind. I mean, I can't understand that. I mean, the, people are, and it's, the attitude here is funny, too. They're saying, well, what are you going to do when you leave here? And I said, oh. well, I have a few things, and if you got, you're not going to move straight into... And I said, well, I could do the Phantom. Why aren't you doing the Phantom? I said, I want a break it's I never they they stay in shows here until another show comes along if the show runs that long they move straight from one thing into the other because it's so competitive here you see I, know, I mean I've got a, as I say I've got a life to live and uh, there is their life after Les Miserables hopefully <laughs> yes. you want to cut the grass and bounce yeah, yeah, the I baby want, I want to go home to Ireland and lig about for a bit you know and uh, have a bit of uh, nosh out yeah, with no. people. And, talk Al uh, Goff in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly.
2: All because you know, stuff, yeah. see how, uh,
0: you know, Desi Rounds and Moore and John Drummond and yeah. Gareth Hudson and Noel Keel and all those people are surviving the, yeah. the onslaught at home, yeah. you know. Yeah. I want to meet them and talk to them and, and then I'll be ready to come back. It's a wonderful place to be, don't get me wrong, and I'm anxious to come back and it's been really great for me. But then, yeah, if somebody says, yeah, you're in a hit, <laughs> That's right too, but I mean, it has been. It has been really, really good, and I'm very thankful for it, very grateful for it.
3: Beside me, now I can die in peace. For now, my life is blessed.
1: You will live, Papa. You're going to live. It's too soon. Cosette
3: forbid me now to die I'll obey I will try on this page I write my last confession read it well when I at last am sleeping It's a story of those who always loved you. Your mother gave her life for you, then gave you to my keeping.
1: Come with me, where chains will never bind you. All your grief at last, at last behind.
3: trespassers and take me to your glory.